Wait a minute. Hear this. Growth Farm Production. This is the Scalable Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestinenti. And each week, we will go on a journey, a journey that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you be the very best you can be. Our focus will be on mindset, tactics, and the strategies that will enable you to create more opportunities and win more deals. Welcome to another episode of the Scalable Growth Podcast. Now, if you're a long-time listener, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for always supporting our show. Thanks for always showing up um, and helping us produce this content because we produce this content to help you be the very best sales professionals you can be. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope you take away some insight, some learning, and some education when it comes to executing the sales process. And we hope this episode allows you to get that little bit extra in what you're trying to achieve and hope you come back because we, we, we put this content together for sales professionals, for people that are looking to up their game in, in sales. So, And now that it's 2023, can you believe the year has ticked over? There's incredible opportunities in front of us. But you know what? Even though it's 2023, we might have had a couple of days off for Christmas and celebrating the new year. Just because the year ticked over doesn't mean that miraculously all the challenges that we were experiencing in 2022 are gone. And the reality is a lot of those challenges do carry over. Now, it is the start of the year. For some, it's a new calendar year. It's a new um, financial year. For others, it's a new quarter. And many people did struggle in the back end of 2022. If you haven't already done your sales plan or if you haven't already redone sort of your metrics for this quarter, I would recommend and advocate strongly to go back and actually do that planning process. But with anything in sales, our ability to achieve success is driven by the activity that we drive in our role. Now, I know many will argue that sales has changed, it's not a numbers game, et cetera, but it doesn't matter how you kind of cut it when you look at your sales plan, there are key activity metrics you need to fulfill in order to achieve your target. Now, we'll break down some of these things. I'm going to share some pretty cool tools over the next couple of weeks um, that will help you in this process. But this week's guest, it's a pretty important topic because as inbound has declined, we've seen that a lot of the data showed that inbound inquiries did decline um, late in 2022. As a sales professional, you can't be relying on anybody else to drive your own sales opportunities, your pipeline. You've got to be able to self-generate your own pipeline. Our guest this week, Ryan Reisart, is a practitioner. Ryan executes the concepts that he talks about every single day, and he's going to break down how you can actually generate more activity from your outreach, but he's also going to bring a different perspective on your outreach process and what happens when you might not get the best response from somebody and how you can use that intel to then plan your next steps. And this is important because you don't want to just be burning through your TAM, your total addressable market or, or your account, you know, your account list. You might have a small account list given depending on what you sell. But this particular episode will form part of a couple of episodes around driving more pipeline. Now, next month in February, we launch the Growth Forum community, which I'm so excited to be launching. And as part of the launch, we are going to be offering for the first 90 days, we've got a killer prospecting program that has helped 
so many salespeople already achieved some incredible results. Now, this particular prospecting program, if you join our waitlist and if you do jump onto the community and check it out, you'll be able to get access to this prospecting program along with a whole bunch of other different programs, by the way. So depending on what type of role you're in, there's going to be so much content and so much value in that community. Jump into the show notes, click the link, go check out the site, put your details in for the waitlist because in February, that particular program goes live. It's an amazing online program. It covers things around how to target your market, how to build the right mindset, how to develop the right narrative, build your outreach cadence, video prospecting, cold email, cold calling, a whole range of things, right? And if you jump onto the wait list, you'll be able to access it for free, which is usually a couple of thousand bucks. So we're trying to jam a lot of value into the community for people that join the wait list. And I'll continue to drive that message each week. I'll be doing posts on LinkedIn about it, as well as a whole bunch of other things. Just getting back to this episode, we cannot allow the market to determine our success and we cannot rely on other people to drive our own outbound activity. We as sales professionals need to maintain control and we do that by driving our own outbound. Grab a pen, grab a paper, um, wherever you whatever, wherever you take your notes, this is going to be an incredible episode that's going to help you turn 2023 into your biggest year yet. Welcome to the show, Ryan. I'm super excited to be here. Like, thank you so much for for allowing me to brace your presence. Like, uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Honestly, I've been following you for a long time. Uh, I, I've seen you around the sphere and, you know, um, I think we've made some comments back and forth, but like the fact that you invited yeah. me in, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to hear. I'm being here. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for joining, allowing me to join you. No, nah, thanks, man. I, and just for our listeners, I had to actually tell Ryan, can you stop talking for a moment so I can hit record because we were talking about some really cool stuff and I thought, you know what, we're going to miss this and our listeners are going to miss some incredible content. So, mate, I want to say thanks for coming on. I'm, I'm really pumped because like you, like you look at my content, I actually um, enjoy your content. I enjoy the whiteboard videos that you put out there and, and some of the other pieces of content that really gets me thinking a little bit differently about top of funnel and you know, progression and all that sort of stuff. So excited to talk about, you know, how sellers can have more conversations so they can have more opportunities in their pipeline. But before we get started, could you just share with our listeners a bit more about how did you start in this space? Um, you know, and yeah, what's brought you to where you're at? Yeah, so, so I have a very different uh, background than most in our industry. Like I, ha I actually studied math and engineering in college. Uh, so... You know, most people in sales are like, what is this like math person doing in uh, in sales? And um, it's not that I was like like a a math savant. Um, I probably is I'm more on the uh, like sales side of that. Besides the fact that I have that degree, like I like to talk to people and things like that. So it's not like I was just like this math dude that can't communicate with people. But but that's my background. I have a math degree. I think about things in a math context and um, a lot of the, the, the things that I do now is all about what I call the math of sales. And to kick this off, you talked about like my approach to, you know, at the end of the day, um, if you're in a sales role, my, my North star has always been, if I'm not in a sales meeting, a scheduled interaction with my next best customer, like the, the next, the next thing I need to do is get into my next best conversation. So how do I have a system mm. and a process to get to that? Right? Like that's it. So if I'm not yeah. in a scheduled interaction, how do I get to my next unscheduled interaction? 
Mm. So again, that's my math brain thinking, right? It's just a process yeah. around how do you get there. So, so that's me in a nutshell. I have a math degree. Um, uh, I come from a white trash background, so I'm not uh, privileged or anything <laughs> like that. I work hard and I, I do a lot of work. So uh, my parents are janitors. My brother and sister are prisoners and stuff like that. But we don't need to, like, if you want to go find that, you can go listen to other podcasts. Uh, <laughs> what I do now, what I do now is I try to help people um, kind of figure out, go to market in a really efficient way, thinking about the numbers. And yeah. uh, uh, where a lot of people think that sales is not a numbers game, it really still is a numbers game, mm -hmm. but maybe not the same numbers that they're thinking about. Right. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, it's not about like more, it's about smarter more. And so when people's like, oh, it's about mm -hmm. quality versus quantity. Well, of course, <laughs> of course it's about yeah. quality, but also quantity. So it's like, no one intelligent is ever going to like just like ram their head against the wall doing dumb activities. Right. So let's talk about mm -hmm. smart activities. And, um, so that's, that's kind of the lens I bring to this table, which is again, if I'm not in a sales meeting with somebody I want to do business with, how do I get to my next best sales conversation? So, yeah. um, I just ranted for a minute and I might have lost a few people, <laughs> but like you can bring me, bring me back, but that's where I'm at. Like it's about numbers. It's about, um, yeah. Uh, process. It's about um, the idea that uh, we have uh, an idea that if we're not meeting with somebody, we're trying to meet with somebody that we think we want to meet with. So let's just set that as a table stake. Yeah. Like we're all talking from that same lens mm -hmm. and then jump into what we're going to talk about next. Cause that's really helpful. A lot of people yeah. try to challenge things that I say where it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, let's go back to what I just said. Like we're all living in that realm of if I'm not meeting with someone I want to meet with and or I'm not trying to progress towards someone I want to meet with. OK, so now that we understand that, let's talk about yep. what's next. And that's the that's the brainchild that I bring to the equation, which is it's still numbers. It's all of yep. that. Right. Does that make sense? I don't know. Absolutely. If I'm no, 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 no. You, and I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely aligned with this, right, because I think. You know, I get the pleasure and I get the privilege of coaching, you know, hundreds of sales reps every every month from different organizations and and sales professionals. But one of the things that I see often is so many sellers unfortunately have hope as their sales plan, right? And there's no real understanding of metrics. And it's yeah. kind of like, you know, yeah, I kind of know my conversions. Um, and for me, that's you know, red flag, because fundamentally, if you, and, and again, I've heard all these gurus say, sales is not a numbers game anymore, but I'm like, but hang on a second, regardless which way you want to look at it, there's numbers there. And yeah, the, the, for me, there's three stages of the funnel. There's the top, there's the middle, there's the bottom, right? And things are going from the top, they're progressing. And unfortunately, whether you like it or not, there's, there's actually numbers that are happening. And so you've either got to be aware of what are those numbers and what do you need to do during each stage to effectively get your target and how much coverage do you actually need to have? I know we're going deeper than sort of top of funnel, but no, but like, like, hold on. I, I know you, I know you, I know you said about whiteboard. C can you see this here? And is this going to even be a, like, like a relevant thing? Yeah. If I did this, I don't know if you can see that. Is that so like we've got the triangle? I'm, I'm talking, I guess, through this, right? Yeah. 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 Buyer's pyramid, Chet Holmes. Do you know this? concept yeah chat homes buyer's pyramid so we can't 3%. exactly see it no but yeah. three three percent is buying now 
Yep. 7% is open to it. And then you've got like 90%. That's everything else. Let's just talk about the 10% over here. The 10% yes. that, um, that, that, that is like the, the world that we live in if we're selling and every time someone's going through a, um, uh, a pipeline forecast, right? You would imagine that we're living in that 10%, everybody who is like either buying or open to it. But the reality is, mm. um, we're so far off. We're so far off of perspective. So, and again, you don't need to have this in the background. We can just talk through that for a second, because if I just want one deal at 3%, that means I have to have 33 opportunities. Yeah. Right? If if 3% of my market is buying right now, and, and you believe in that concept, do you know the book Ultimate Sales Machine by uh, Chet Holm? Have you heard that? Yeah, or, Chet Holmes. Like, yeah, and just for yeah, our listeners, the buyer's Chet Holmes. Yep. Yeah. So, so he's got it's, a great and, book. And again, he we, talks about this. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I was just saying for our listeners, because you wrote – you know, something on the on your whiteboard, which is awesome. But um, for those that can't watch this, right, but, you know, Chet Holmes, Chet Holmes has got some a, a great model and absolutely that 3% at any given time is probably out there looking. Um, 10%, I think you said, is, 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 is there's a possibility for them to buy, right? Well, so, so 3% of buy now, uh, 7% is open to it. So 10% is probably like yep. the, the, like, if we're selling, we're there. So, uh, but if, if I have a perfect list of everybody who's buying right now and I'm a seller that in a market, any given market, so 3% is buying right now, what does that mean? If I want one deal, mm. that means I have to have 33 active opportunities that are yeah. perfect. Yeah. And the real, and, and, and <laughs> you say, yeah. <laughs> Boom, blow your mind just got blown, right? Because you're like, well, shoot. We're always kind of guessing, right? We're always kind of like mm -hmm. thinking that um, you know, maybe you're a good fit, maybe you're not. I had a hype, I had a hypothesis, but I can't guess that. I'm not I yeah. wish I, I I wish I could like, you know, wave my magic wand or, you know, suck the thumb and guess. But if I'm a world-class closer, and I can close everyone who's buying right now to get one buying. Now I need 33 that are yeah. active in my pipeline at any given time. How many sellers do you, how many sellers do you know right now that have 33 really solid, perfect fit people in their pipeline right now? The reality is very low right now, right? Like um, at the moment we know that, you know, there's a big pipeline deficiency gap for a lot of organizations. They're struggling to not just fill the pipeline, but actually have quality opportunity pipeline. And we talk about coverage, like we need coverage as a sales professional. We need coverage because we know the fact of what you just said, there's only a portion of people that are going to be buying at any given time, right? And yep. if we don't have that coverage, what happens is we just got a lot of risk associated with our pipeline. So I think this is a great way to frame up our conversation today, right? Because you're talking about certain things that, you know, intent, and this is where your expertise comes into it. So can you share with us a little bit about if I'm a seller listening to this going, mate, Ryan, you just blown my mind. You've just made me realize that my actual pipeline's really, really unhealthy. I haven't got enough opportunities. It's, it's why I'm on that roller coaster ride of 
one minute I'm up, next minute I'm down. Um, how do you go about really structuring your kind of outreach plan so that you can have more conversations on a daily basis? Yeah, and it, and, and, and it all starts with that conversation. So you, you the first thing you have to note is that if you can reframe your your entire uh, mindset around meetings or deals or whatever, it's about daily mm-hmm. conversations. That's the only thing that matters. So if you can get there as your starting point, everything I'm going to talk about next is going to make a lot of sense. Because yeah, again, okay. going back to the numbers I scribbled on the board, where you may or may not see this right now, is that if you want, if you're perfect, you're perfect in any given market right now, and you're going to close the deal right now, you have to have 33 ready to go that are perfect fit in order for you to be like really crushing your market. Yeah. Most people will look at me and be like, you're, you're nuts, Ryan. That's not true because I close one out of five or I close. Yeah. Okay. That means you're not trying hard enough. I'm saying market dominance in any given market right now, total addressable market is that 3% are buying now, 7% are open to it, so on and so forth. So if you take it from that lens and you start to look ahead around like, how do I predictably, scalably, cost-effectively <clears throat> market into my industry, then the only thing that matters is daily conversations. Because what you start to learn from a conversation is where you're at. Are you buying now? Are you open to it? Are you not interested? Are you, you know, so on and so forth. And uh, through that conversation, you're able to gather information necessary around what's my next best action, which is where you said, hey, stop, Brian, we're going to yeah. recode, right? Like right now, most people don't think in that lens, right? They're making calls, they're sending mm-hmm. emails, they're doing whatever they have. They have no idea around this interaction that we're having right now is not about right now, it's about the next best action. Sales yeah. is about the next best action. Right? A pro, a, like we're here, we're going there. Um, and right now, if we're in a sales process, we're probably not buying now. So what's the next best action? And when it comes to cold outreach and prospecting and this continuous process here, the, th- the number one thing that matters the most is daily conversations. And then within those conversations is the next best action. The next best action could be a yes. Mm-hmm. Let's go forward. We're going to buy now. It could be a no, not me for whatever reason. It could be a not me, somebody else within the organization or referral. It could be a not now, follow-up. All of those, inf- all of that information that we're getting right now in that conversation is vital to our next best action within an account. Yeah. Because I was targeting your organization. I believed at some point you not you as a person, your organization could benefit from what I have to offer. And so again, even the no's for most people, they like, you know, they, they, they stop prospecting an account when it's actually just the individual, not the company. So you target companies, you sell the people and you follow this methodology around. Yes, no, not me, not now. Mm. And next best action. And I think I'm talking really fast and probably not necessarily connecting yeah. a lot of dots right now, but hopefully. No, no, uh, no, no, can, but, like, but, but I'm just going to, I just want to jump in because this, this is actually really important, right? Because what you've hit upon is sometimes when we hear the no, we're like, okay, I marked it as closed lost. I put it into another column and I move on. And what you're referring to is saying, well, hang on a second. What does the no actually mean? And let's right. think about what's the next action because 
you're right. If you've done your ICP and you're really clear about, hang on, this is the problem that these companies often have. And if I know that this company's got this particular problem, just because they've rejected my first approach, it doesn't mean the problem's going away, right? And potentially the problem could be getting bigger and bigger. So what you're actually saying is, it's not about putting it into closed loss, it's about thinking, okay, well, what's the next action that needs to happen within this account in order to progress it to the next conversation? So I'm actually really, I think that's very important for many to many to hear because, you know, so many just burn through the data. Like we've got an endless pool of data today and we're just burning through data, 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 but we're not actually taking any of that, that insight that we're learning about the data to say, well, actually, not the data about the opportunities and going, okay, well, this is the path that I thought it was going to go, but now we've got to go down this path. So talk to us a bit more about this. Well, so there's two parts to that. Like, so there's the reaction to you, you individually calling yep. and, and then uh, my organization calling those two different things as well. So <laughs> how good are you at about, about, um, objectively gathering that information, not like putting subjectivity, subjectivity mm. into that, that mix. Right. So, um, like the factual evidence versus the like feelings and the emotional evidence to what was said. Um, that's a big, that's a big and very important piece of that. And then, um, ultimately at the end of the day, how big of a problem in the industry is this thing that you mm. are reaching out about is and and how do you like resolve that and at yeah. the end of the day it goes right back to conviction so how much conviction do i have to actually make that happen so i'll give you a great example of this right now like literally this morning um we had we have a partnership with a company called salescast we're doing live outbound yeah. calls for their team they do podcasting and content for um we love founders Colin, that want to like Mitchell. you know him are you you, you are, are they are, are you guys uh no, nah, we're just no? big fans of Colin. Colin's a big fan of ours, man. So like we're all, Perfect. you know, yeah. So, so, you know, Colin, Colin was on our show today. We're making okay. calls for Colin to other sales leaders that want to be on podcasts, whatever. Um, he was calling live today. A hundred percent of the list he called with people who told the first person, no, pretty interesting, yeah. right? No, yeah. within the last less than a week. And he slammed through the first few calls and they were kind of rough, like you'd expect, right? Someone just said no mm. the other day. It's probably a no again. But by the fifth call, he had a really good conversation. He booked an appointment. Um, Bang. One out of five is pretty good, right? Like 20% yeah. conversion on a cold call is pretty damn good on no's ahead of no's. Yeah, but he's pretty good. You know what the difference is? Like he had a, originally a, a researched a list in the first place of companies people within those companies that ought to be interested in what they offer. The list is a strategy. And he, yeah. as a founder of that business is now following up with someone who said no, after he initiated that list in the first place saying, wow, yeah, it's weird because I thought that you would have been a good fit. You spoke with my person. You said, no, I'm here now in this conversation. What's happening now? So you see how the paradigm yeah. shifts around context and timing. Yeah, and sorry, I just want to jump in there because this is actually really, I think this is a really cool conversation, right? Like, so you had he had a list of people that were, were basically said no. Someone else, not him. He's gone back to that list, right? Yeah, that's right. So someone else in his team 
targeted, you know, a set account, persona, whichever one you want to call it, then he's gone back in. And do you mind actually sharing, because you, you just, you know, shared a quick little script. Can you actually share that? What was his kind of value narrative that he led with to get them engaged in a conversation? And how did he also... Well, let's go back to that. Let's... Go ahead. I was just going to say, now how did he also kind of, um, when the objection came up, or it did the objection come up, I spoke to one of your team members last week. Why are you calling me again? Yeah, so let's go right back to the the intent again, what we were talking about to get yeah. to that point, which was like, um, if, we, if we have a solid process around these are people we think we can help, this is a message yep. that we're going to deliver, and um, there's two different things that are happening right now. Well, actually, there's there's a, a, a pretty simple equation. It's target message channel timing. And that's also a little bit more complex around like who I am, who I be to deliver that, and, and who you are. But in any case, this is a list of people that he believed could benefit from what they do. We called them. Uh, they said no. He follows up and says, hey, we've never spoken before. Can I get a minute? Mm. Okay, yeah. got a minute. Perfect. You actually spoke to someone on my team within stated time frame. Let's say last week. Yeah. And I'm looking at the notes right now, and I had a couple questions for you. you. Have a minute. Boom. Now into the conversation again. So, the funny thing is, the remainder of that conversation is still the exact same framework we delivered before. Is yeah. that? Typically, we're working with companies who have these things. They already have content. They're trying to accelerate it. Or maybe they, they, um, they have an audience, but they need content. Or they're just trying to figure out content for the first time. Let me pause there and figure out, does any of that resonate with you? So if yeah. you're like a, a business leader thinking about podcasting or content creation, those three things would resonate with you, right? Yeah. Likely? I don't know. So he just revisited that exact same thing. Mm just so happened that for this particular one um and and others told him no again that's fine and we all get that but this particular one just went right through the process and um that this particular one that he booked with um was another sales trainer respected the approach respected the idea of like getting more feedback after the pact it's like good best practices around follow-up mm. and lo and behold who knows what will result from it um it wasn't even a uh, a fact that he's going to even try to sell anything in that first conversation. It was just like, I yeah. think that if you're going to do this, I have some things that I can offer in this next meeting. That conviction is what resulted in that conversion. But what we don't see in all of this is that right there, right? What mm -hmm. we're all doing right now is that you have a problem. I think I can solve mm -hmm. now. Most often, you have junior people trying to solve that. What happens when the senior person actually says, no, seriously, you have a problem I think I can help with? You see the dynamic change that happens yeah, yeah, there? Yeah. But I think, you know, and I, I, man, there's so many things here we could, we could break down, right? But just going back to Colin, uh, you know, I actually really like that approach because he's taking it, he's, 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 he's bringing the reason why he's ringing. So, again, he's saying this is why I'm calling because you spoke to X, it, you know, it did, we didn't move forward, but I do believe there's a good reason for us to chat. And he's and he structured that narrative, got them engaged, and he's booked one from five, which is actually pretty cool, right? So I think for me, um, 
for me, that's something that for many of us that are getting, you know, rejection or we're getting some sort of barriers from people we're calling, it should give us the motivation to go, well, what did I learn from that? And how do I go back, maybe alter the stra- alter the narrative and re-engage yes. them? I think that's the yes. first part. Also, the second part that you talked about was, you're right, actually saying, hey, this is what I think a problem that you, you could be f- faced with. Now, if we, again, and I've got to go back to this for, 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 for my listeners, and you've, you've heard me talk about this before, if you've done your homework on the ICP and you've actually spent time really understanding the industry, because we know that 89% of senior decision makers expect you to know their industry and know their problems, right? So if you're actually reaching out to them and you've done the research and said, you know, these are some of the problems that are happening in your sector, right? And you've done that research, then there's a good chance that value hypothesis is a legitimate hypothesis, right? You're saying, hey, there's a problem. We've got a value hypothesis we think's important to you. Do you want to chat, right? But as you know, and, and I want to talk, we're going to ask you in a moment, Ryan, but because we are interrupting people, sometimes they don't truly hear our message when we're first calling. And I think this is an important topic, right? So what can sellers do to interrupt their pattern of thought so they can actually hear what we've got to say. Huge, 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 huge point right now, right? Mm-hmm. So more often than not, they're not hearing you. So when you mm-hmm. call and you say, hey, this is Ryan. Have I caught you at a bad time? Whatever your intro is. And you say, sure. And you just verbal dial, you pitch slap, right? <laughs> they're not here. They're still not hearing you, right? Because yeah. the majority of the market is not, um, they're actually conditioned to like, okay, salesperson, mm-hmm. uh, and then they give you the, the, the beast mode stiff arm, um, Townsend Wardlaw. And I, and I publish his content often. And I, this is a big, uh, system that I subscribe to now. He has a methodology that breaks that pattern up to get to the magic words. And it doesn't happen often. Often. I actually have a, I have, uh, I'm the four times worst cool caller on the planet at the moment. Cause in the last year, like I've had somebody tell me that live, um, <laughs> The, the, real, the reality is like, it's not going to work for everybody, but it works more often than not. And so here's what you do. You know, you, we call and we say, Hey, pattern interrupt. Most people understand that or, uh, uh, intro, um, uh, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a permission based opener. Okay. You gave me permission. Now yeah. my permission right now is not to pitch. My permission right now is actually to, to actually still consider this pattern interrupt because you're not listening yet. And so what this might sound like is like, hey, Luigi, this is Ryan Reiser. You weren't expecting my call today. This is the first time I reached you. You mind if I take a half a minute? I can share exactly why I called you, and you can let me know if it's relevant or not. You're going to say something like, sure, whatever. Perfect. Hey, Luigi. Honestly, the only reason why I was reaching out today was to see if it would even make sense for us to set up a further conversation between my company. How's your schedule look? You know? Next Thursday or Friday, how like maybe 10 or 11. I still haven't said anything about what I have yeah. to say. You're going to be like, you're going to go, I'm sorry. Like, what the f-? What's this call about? Exactly. To your yeah. point, you just ask, how do you, how do you get people to listen? That's how you do it. You have to, you have to break the pattern mm. and you have to get them to this point where they, they're actually asking a question with the intent of listening and not just looking to push you off. Mm. 
And even then, even then, more often than not, they're still not listening. So to the point of what we just said with Colin, it's still about the follow-up. So the results we have with cold calling, where most people like are a little bit worried about it because it doesn't feel right. Okay. Let's use the chat homes buyer pyramid. Let's say 10% is a pretty good, really good um, success rate, meaning you're getting everyone who's buying now and open to it. Um, well, when we follow up, we now can revisit with, hey, we spoke for you're revisiting that you're going to get to the next. You actually might be able to open that up to like 20 or 30% conversion rate. Yeah. But you're still getting a no, even when you're like, on a follow-up, which took a couple kicks in the teeth already, you're still yeah. being told seven out of 10 times no. So when you ask me that question, like how do I, how do I somehow put magic around getting more yeses? You can't, right? Yeah. What, what most sellers need to understand is that you're gonna get no more than yes, but like yeah. what did you learn? What did you learn between the yes and the no? And is it worth that follow-up or not? That's where the money's made. Yeah. Let me restate that for a second, right? If I'm good in one, I get one out of 10. Okay, so most people might give up on that and just go one out of 10, one out of 10, one out of 10. But what? But if I'm really great, I follow up and I get two more out of that 10. Yeah. I get three out of 10. On that same list that I already put that work into. Yeah, yeah. My connect rates higher. So, 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 but, but I'm still losing more often than not. And do you have the chops? Can you take those teeth kicks? Can you do that? That's the winning zone. That's the winning zone. But again, I think the big takeaway for me from this conversation, Ryan, and you know, when I think back to some of the best, the biggest deals that I've put together in my career, right? There was always the early stages of the process always had some form of no, right? And it because, but because I knew of the opportunity and I, I knew the fact that we were a good fit and I knew there was a problem, I didn't allow that no to kind of stop my pursuit. I just said, okay, what do I do next? And I've just had this massive aha, right? And so I think... And again, for many sellers, look, you just said it, one out of 10, 10%, but you've gone, well, hang on, one out of 10, I learned from the nine, three out of 10, bang. Like that is an incredibly different metric. That's 10% to 30%, huge change, right? And all you're doing is learning from the first, you know, the first batch to then go back to that batch and get more from that batch, right? So you kind of, I think that's a great strategy, but in order to do that, you've got to have that growth mindset mentality. You've got to actually have that mentality of, well, A, what did I learn? And you're right. Like, I think it's important to get that information from them because sometimes, and it's A-okay. I say this to sellers all the time. Like, sometimes it's okay to move. If you hear from, I get this sometimes, mate, we'd love to talk to you, but we've just gone down the path of Corn Ferry. We're doing Miller Hyman. You know, this is going to be a 12-month rollout for us. We literally cannot even think about anything else for the next 12 months. Hey, that's a-okay, mate, but I am actually going to take a note of this and I'm gonna put you in my relationship funnel and I am gonna follow you up, man, but I'm gonna give you different pieces of content so that you can start thinking 
And as you start progressing through that journey, you're going to think of me and I'm still going to be calling you just in a different way. Right. right. So for me, that's that's the winning zone. That's the winning zone. But most people don't do that. They're, they're, they're they're always searching that 10%. They're always searching that 10%. That's it. And that's the short, that's the short term mentality. Right. And again, for me, that's the whole, I'm only focusing on the now and I'm not focusing on the tomorrow, right? Because, and, it, and, and, and that's a dangerous place to get to. And I've been there. I've been there where you're kind of, you're hunting for today. And I've always said, I should never be hunting for today, man. Like I've got to be planning my pipeline in three, six, nine months. I've actually got to be forward thinking, going, what are the opportunities that I need to be focusing on today? Because I know my sales cycle is, you know, two to four months or two to six months. So I'm going to be doing yep. the hard work now. Otherwise, future Luigi's fucked, right? Because that's right. That's, he's going to be exactly sitting there right. going, man, yeah. I've got nothing, yeah? So I absolutely that's exactly, love this, man. That, that's exactly right. And when it comes down to the, the fundamentals that we're talking about right now, um, one, most people don't do it. Two, mm. like, like you still can't even handle those. We call them cowabungas internally. It's kind of a funny, like, you know, zap the fence, right? Like the, you know, you might've seen some of the cons that we produce with the, the, the meme around the Australian guy that like, holds the fence. Like, ah, you know, cowabunga baby. Um, <laughs> most people can't handle that shockwave. They can't handle that. Um, and then more importantly, they're not gathering the information necessary to determine if it's worth that or not. So that's important too. Okay. So even within the three that you're following up with, there's still seven others within those seven others. If you did a good job originally, let's go back to Collins use case that we just had. He presented a list to us that said, Hey, these are all people that have been on podcasts, they're founders of companies, they're either already own their podcast or they're podcasting. These are really good fit for them. Yeah. 100% of that list is someone he wants to talk to. Yeah. Now, when we talk to them, we already know the data says one out of 10, not a problem. Now he's following up, he's getting the other two or three out of 10. Phenomenal. But what about the other seven out of 10? What do you keep doing? You can't give up on that, Mm. but... The list is the strategy. So in the beginning, you have to have confidence that you're putting in the inputs of these are people that you actually might be able to serve and why. Yeah. That's yet another like, Yeah. I don't know, that could be a whole nother episode, right? Like people can't, they can't quite get that because garbage in, garbage out. And then once I have you in, the follow-up becomes so much easier, right? Mm. And let me just yeah. give you, this will be like, we can land this maybe on the plane with your show, but um, if I'm cold calling, this is my secret sauce, right? If I'm cold calling someone cold, the average connect rate is 5%, let's say, right? One out yeah. of 20 picks up. But if I know you pick up, which is no different than if you pick up, if you don't, that's the, that's the thing that no one understands. But if you pick up, you pick up, if you don't, you don't. So, if I just call people who pick up, my connect rate's not 5%. It's actually something like 25%. Yeah. So I don't have to make 20 dials to pick up. I only have to make four. So compound that into everything we just said in this episode. Mm. And now you have magic. That's how you get there. You have to have thick skin. You have to be able yeah. to be resilient. But over time, it's not so much about 
how hard it is to get a conversation, which is what most people spend the majority of their life thinking cold calling is about. They think cold calling is no one picks up and I get kicked in the teeth once everyone in the blue moon. But the future of cold calling is I've actually developed a list of everyone I know I will help at some point. Now my world is about helping them understand is timing right? Yeah. And how do I help them? Like you said, change that conversation along the way. Yeah. Because once I know you pick up and you're in my channel and I know I can help you, I'm going to have a conversation often. So I yeah. no longer worry about will you pick up? It's about what do I say? And then how do I serve you? And how do I take you to that next best action? Going back right back to what we said in the beginning. Yeah. It's about the next best action. Absolutely. Every time. And I think this is a great way, like, and, and, and um, unfortunately, you know, I could, could talk about this shit for hours. So, you know, I really appreciate you, you, you coming on, Ryan. But, but just to wrap it up, and I think this is something for most of us to really give consideration to, right, what Ryan's saying is, especially if you're a seller listening to this and you've got a, you've got a, a, um, a set amount of accounts that you can prospect into, you've only got a, a set territory. You might be SMB versus mid-market. This is actually even more important because, you know, I work with, for example, Ryan, I'm coaching some sellers. They've only got way more important, yeah, way more important. They've only got 50, you know, a hundred accounts that they can engage into, into their, into their area. And you just can't burn through them all. You've actually got to be considered with your approach and go, okay, when I do get that pushback, what does that now mean for me? And what is that next step? So this has been an awesome episode. And I just want to say, before we wrap up, Ryan, obviously I follow you on LinkedIn. You've got some YouTube videos out there, but, you know, where is the best place for our listeners to find and engage you and, and to keep following your content? Yeah, if, if you find me on uh, LinkedIn, you'll be able to like get into the vortex, I think, <laughs> most people. Uh, just find me on, yeah. on, on LinkedIn. Um, I've got a YouTube channel as well through Rice Consulting, which we're growing. And I think some really fun fun content in there and there's some really, really educational content. So follow it along the way. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, if you really want to get in touch with me, then call me. My, my, my cell phone number is 415 994 zero one one zero that's the best way to do it but you have to call me um you know don't email me and stuff like that just call me and we'll talk that's it so it's just everything just I make sure say. you put the plus one you put the plus one for the u.s for u.s because they are you know they're always number one so put the plus one man hilarious hilarious well ryan man thanks for jumping on the show thanks for the content you create man like uh, again for me um you know, I know what it's what it's like creating content and trying to help sellers and trying to help elevate our profession. So thanks for what you do for our community. Thanks for jumping on the podcast and we can't wait to have you back again. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is awesome.